Welcome to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. The podcast that offers an unfiltered take on corporate culture with members of the Paychex family. I'm Kevin Aubrey. And I'm Deborah Luna. From the quest for innovation to the importance of being responsible, we've got culture covered. So sit back, stay curious, and be here now. You ready, Deborah? Let's go. Find out what we're made of. When we are called to help our friends in need, you can count. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. I am Culture Deborah Luna. Unfiltered. Oh, you got me off guard there. You're right. Yes. It is a little disarming when I do that, I guess. Um, <laughs> with me, as always, is my trusty co host, Kevin Aubrey. Kevin, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, international world of yes. Culture Unfiltered listeners. The fan base. So, Kevin, I'm super excited for our conversation today. We have Tammy Duncan with us. She's the vice president of sales here at Paychex. And we're going to be having a pretty great conversation with her today. I just know it, even though we haven't even started it yet. I already know mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome because we're going to be talking about our value of service, but specifically sort of where the sales and service uh, sort of dream team, how they how they come together. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Are you ready to get started? I am down. Let's All do right. it. Let's do it. Tammy, welcome to Culture Unfiltered. Deborah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Kevin, nice to, to be on uh, your Culture Unfiltered. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's so lovely to have you. So Tammy, let, let's kick things off. Let's get right down to brass tacks here. Sales and service, service and sales, cats and dogs living together. Tell us from your perspective, from a culture perspective, how do the two work together? So Kevin, I would say that they must work together. So I view it as a continuation of the client journey. So I'm one of those people who, when I look at something, has to look at it from the client perspective. I've got about 30 years in sales and sales leadership, 25 of those at IBM, five at Pitney. And I don't think you can have one without the other. So while yes, sales is the first driver, um, we have to remember that the client doesn't celebrate when we have a sale. The client (laughs) celebrates what we sold them works and that means we need service. So that handshake and that marriage to deliver a strong client journey is what makes us successful with the client and lets us get that next sale. I love that. And so talking about that client journey, I'd love to hear a little bit about sort of your journey to where you are today and and sort of how you have this sort of broad understanding and and appreciation for that matchup of sales and service. So could you tell us a little bit about what led you, you know, your career progression and sort of what brought you to where you are today? I would love to, Deborah. So as I just mentioned, about 30 years in sales and, and sales leadership, but really quite a bit of operational sales and channel and, you know, recognizing that that client journey is at the heart of all of it. So I love building strategy. I love building teams. Um, I like trying to figure out how to make the process better. And I love to win. And you can't really win unless you create that good client journey. And then you back the team up into that. So Um, I don't, you know, I don't really think of just my team. I think about, in this case now, the Paychex team and how do we make the Paychex team successful in front of the client so clients want to buy more and we can attract more clients. Um, This team feels, you know, it feels like I've been a part of it much longer than the 10 months that I've been here. 
Uh, I wasn't looking when paychecks approached me, but it was such a good cultural fit on both a personal and a business mission that it just made a lot of sense to become part of the team. And I couldn't be more happy to be here. Yeah. And so you mentioned it being a cultural fit and obviously culture is pretty important to Kevin and I and the conversations that we have. So talk about what that cultural fit meant to you or, or sort of what that, what that match was for you. Yeah, Deborah, for me, it all goes back to values. So having worked for two very solid, you know, household name companies that had strong values statements and and behaviors, you know, that was one of the first things I looked at when I was approached with paychecks. Um, What are the paychecks values? What has paychecks stood for over the last 50 years? And then just reading the profiles of some of the executives, it was just incredibly impressive. And Marty reminded me a lot of the CEO that I was working with and for at the time, who's been a longtime mentor. And so I had the feeling that the way that I approach business and the way I view business would line up with the way that paychecks does. And then we were, I, I was in the job maybe seven days and the move, move to work from home um, activities hit with COVID. And I just felt like I could jump in and, and represent what paychecks wanted, um, even though I didn't know as much about the company as I needed to at that point. I felt like our values were enough aligned that I felt like I'd been here much longer than the couple of weeks that I had. So that, that kind of perfectly dovetails into where, where I was hoping to go with you next is one of the, one of the critical components of our service elements or one of the culture concepts of our service value is the mood elevator, right? So as you touched on there, there's been a tremendous amount of change recently and specifically for, uh, for your sales teams, they are operating in a completely different fashion, right? So I think when when we talk about service and kind of how mood can impact that, can you talk a little bit about how you and your teams address that in this in this transition from work from home and then really just in general and in a sales capacity? A lot of times, you know, you're you're maybe hearing no's a lot. You know, how how do you how do you keep those moods through all of those transitions and all of those different situations? How do you manage that mood aspect? Yeah, Kevin, it's a great question, and I think it's a journey. Um, so, you know, everybody's kind of approaching it from a different point, and you know, being in business for 30 years, you know, one of the most important things that I have to remind myself every single day, every single morning when I wake up is to respond versus react. So the first time you hear about something, you may have a reaction to it and it's really drawing back for that half a beat or half a day or putting that email into draft form and thinking about, do I really have all the facts? Am I responding to it emotionally? Is there some other trigger in that? And you know, I don't think this is just a paychecks thing or a service versus sales. I think it's a life thing. And, and working on that practice every day to make sure that you're being thoughtful as you go forward. And then I just love the way that the paychecks values, again, line up to this. Um, I had a, my very first professional leader, you know, his response to me was one of our values, which is be helpful. And he's like, every time you answer the phone, every time you come into something, every time you're interacting, start from that place of how can I be helpful in this situation? 
And so you go in rather than judging, rather than coming in with a pat answer and trying to think about, is there something that I can do to progress this forward in a way that's going to be helpful? And then the one thing I, I've seen a lot of with just interactions with all the teams is constantly reminding people, and especially people that may be new to a business world, is to assume that positive intent first. So don't yeah. assume that your service partner isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, or your sales partner was lazy and didn't get all the pieces that they should. Maybe they just didn't know. So that moment of being helpful and rather than spinning something up into emotional upheaval and being frustrated, reach out to that person and say, hey, you missed this, or could you help me with that? Or take the time to get to know your partner a little bit better, understand how they're measured, and make sure that your assumptions of what their job is are actually accurate. I have seen so many instances, not just at Paychex, but in all of the roles I've had, where two different groups assume that one group's job is to do things a certain way when that's not that group's assumption at all. And there are so many misunderstandings that can come out of that. So going back to another paychecks thing is that that curiosity, starting from curious, um, you know, asking those questions and taking the time to treat your partners like human beings and understand what it is they need to be successful will really help accelerate your success and kind of lift that mood elevator for everybody. Tammy, I love that. I think, yeah. you know, the way that you framed that, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the uh, respond versus react, it was, I actually yeah. wrote it down as we were talking, yeah, because not so. only is that like a personal, like, okay, I'm gonna check myself, because sometimes I react and I don't <laughs> respond. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a little self-reflection, but I also, you know, I also can see that happening in my team, but I'll tell you, I also see it as a parent, you know, with yeah. my kids um, and how they, they address situations. So I just love that. I love that framing of that. And, and it actually, um, you know, it sort of brings to mind our, our concept or, or the, the overall concept. It's not a paychecks concept of active listening, right. And seeking to understand, um, at a deeper level before coming to the table with a solution or a response or, or, um, you know, taking that time. So, it sounds like you're a master at this. I'd love to hear an example from you if you can think of one. I know I'm putting you on the spot, um, but if you can think of an of a situation where active listening played a critical role um, in the success of a sales conversation, a partnership conversation, um, you know, a a, a, a service uh, situation that maybe you were faced with, um, and how that sort of played out um, and what the ultimate result of that was. I don't know if I can think of something specific and you give me way too much credit, Deborah. This is something <laughs> I look at again every single day because um, the, the squirrels in my brain run really fast. And oh, I think I, they come over into I, my brain sometimes because they sound really familiar. <laughs> you know, people are like, get your ducks in a row. I'm like, I don't have ducks. I have squirrels and they're at a rave. Um, <laughs> um, so just slowing down and, you know, consciously, I have to be very consciously aware not to try to push people into answers, not to talk over people, not to try to finish what they're saying because of just the energy that, that I tend to run at. So there's a great book called The Lost Art of Listening. I keep it on constant play on my Audible. And when I'm doing something like walking the dog or, you know, driving somewhere, I'll, I'll listen to snippets of that book. And then there's another um, really simple phrase that you can tick out on your fingers and it stands for weight and it's why 
am I talking? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll take that bad boy out every once in a while. But so it, next it, time, it, if we're ever in person in a meeting and you see me just tapping my fingertips, you'll understand <laughs> what yes. I'm doing for myself is to say, Deborah, dial it back, take a minute, breathe. Yes. <laughs> I, and in, in, in addition to stealing uh, react versus respond, I'm uh, going to make my kids listen to that lost art of listening. Component. Yes. yes <laughs> we're just going to put it on and lock our kids in a room. I don't know if that's certainly. approved. Maybe, maybe Tammy, can we just send our kids out to you for a couple of weeks? Something like I, I tell you what, what they you love Florida. So send me your cell phone numbers and I'll text you the book from audible. Um, <laughs> So it's, you know, I see it in everything. I, I, I see examples of it in what I do every day. I see examples of it with new sellers where they come in and they want to come in with all the answers and they don't take a beat and really listen to the client's needs. And then if they're missing the client's needs and they're pushing what they're comfortable with, that has a downstream negative impact on service sure. because the client may not completely understand what they bought, we're doing the client a disservice because we're not matching the value of what we just sold them up to their business needs because we were so interested in telling them everything we knew that we weren't listening and extracting what their business needs were to match up to those outcomes. So it's just one of those things, you know, with coaching your team, are you telling them what to do? And again, I, I say this because I know this is what should happen, not because I always do it. Are you listening to where they are and extracting questions and getting them talking, or are you just telling them how they need to do it? Sure, sure. And there's there's moments for both, um, but you know, it's 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 one of those things that I, again, I think you practice it every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tammy, I think, you know, we had, uh, I, I know on my list, I've got uh, four or five more questions. Um, some of them are about your Boston Terrier. Specifically, um, yes, yeah. we wanted to spend at least 10 minutes of our yeah. time. One of them was uh, to do uh, a deep dive into the historical medieval aspects of service uh, from your medieval literature days. But um, we're just unfortunately out of time. But I'm, I want to say thank you. I think that, you know, when we when we do this podcast, we're always looking for interesting takes and kind of unique looks at, you know, we don't want to, when we're talking about service, we don't only want to talk to service people because the perspectives that others have to share really are the kind of that foundational aspect of what a company culture and all of these assorted values really represent and mean. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and it was it was really, really great to get your perspective. And um, I, I got my kids tickets, the train tickets out there. So they will be, yeah. Yeah. They'll be coming to visit shortly. Just let us know when they arrive. It'd be great. <laughs> That's perfect. And I just want to say how fortunate I feel that we have great partners in, you know, Ted, Bill, Chris Ike, Marsha, and everybody that I don't touch on a regular basis, you know, this partnership is incredibly important. So I appreciate everything you do. And uh, I look forward to meeting all of you at some point. Thank you so much, Tammy. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your Boston Terrier and your uh, Audible. <laughs> and I will definitely be sending you my cell phone number because I need to listen to that as soon as we hang up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right, thank you. You can count on me because I can't count on this podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.